What is your favorite sport to talk about? What is a typical day like for you? Did you play any school sports? Join me in my classes. We talk with Eric Bay from Primetime Local News about these questions and more on today's episode of Grade Sevens Talk to Experts, where Grady talks to a sportcast expert. Are you? Welcome to Grade 7's Talk to Experts, a podcast where Grade 7 students talk to an expert and find out more about their specialty. I am your host for this episode, Grady, and I am a student at College Park School in Lloydminster, Alberta. Before we get to our expert for this episode, I just want to share a little bit about who we are and what we will be doing in our podcast. We are a class of 25 Grade 7 students in a non-traditional classroom setting where we are focusing on experience experiential learning using a STEAM approach. That's STEAM, which stands for science, technology, engineering, art, and math. We want to answer that age-old question of why do we have to learn this by directly connecting what we study inside the classroom with the world outside the school. For our podcast, students will be contacting an expert that they know in their lives. This person could be an expert in their professional profession or job, or in what could traditionally be considered a hobby or interest. So without further delay, I am pleased to introduce our expert for this episode, who is an expert on sportscasting from primetime local news, Eric Bay. Hello and welcome. Well, let's start beginning tonight. Please tell us about yourself. Yeah, so like you say, I'm a reporter with Primetime Local News here in Lloydminster. I do a little bit of everything at the station from covering sports. Also today, later, I'll be at City Council, do some general reporting, also cover the ag sector. And from time to time, I also host the the weather uh, for a few days here and there. So a little bit of everything in the sports casting and news world in Lloydminster. How many people were in your family when you were growing up? Uh, so I have two parents and then my sister. I have a younger sister who's still in high school actually right now. So four of us together. What's your family like now? Uh, so we uh, we kind of keep in contact. Uh, I'm originally from Athabasca, so I don't see them a, a whole lot. Every month or so I'll, I'll make a trip, but we keep in contact pretty regularly. And like I say, it's a little tough now with COVID and everything, but doing these video chats, that sort of stuff. So it's been good. Tell us about your job. What do you do? Yeah, so like I said off the hop, I'm a bit of a jack of all trades when it comes to everything here in the newsroom. I'm mostly a video journalist, I guess, is what you would call me. So I'll go out and find a story and I will do the interview itself as a reporter and I will also do all the camera work. So I'll do all the shooting, get all the B-roll and everything. I'll bring it back to the station. I'll put it through and edit it into a story. And basically, I see any story on the newsroom from start to finish, really. What is your favorite sport to talk about? Uh, definitely hockey. I'm a big hockey fan, played it growing up, and obviously in Canada, I think that's the only acceptable answer, but uh, baseball and football, too, are some of my favorites. What is your, I don't know, what is a typical day like for you? 
Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not sure uh, you guys obviously know this too, not, not any typical days anymore, but for the most part here, I kind of start off working from home and, you know, get set up for the day, finding stories, that sort of thing. And in the morning I'll go into the station and either go find an interview or do an interview and I'll go out. And like I said, do my video journalism thing, go and go and shoot it, come back and edit it. And that's really all I do from the newsroom perspective now. And uh, kind of mid-afternoon, I'll come back home and finish up the day and kind of prepare for the rest of the week, find other stories and get in contact with people there. So it's interesting, like you say, uh, just trying to to uh, work through everything with COVID, but it, it's been it's been interesting and kind of a fun new challenge, I think, in my mind. What do you do for fun? Uh, so I'm a big, big sports guy. I mean, obviously got into this, this field just because of sports. So I, I like to play sports still, you know, shinny obviously is done now, but some baseball in the summer. I also enjoy being outside uh, a lot of hiking, uh, fishing is a big passion now because that's something you can do really any time of year. So, uh, anything really to do with outdoors though, is what, I'll, what I'm doing when I'm not working. Uh, we're going to come up and ask you a question now. Hello. Hey, how's it going? When you were younger, did you plan on being a sportscaster? Yeah, actually, that's kind of really the the only plan I had. You know, growing up, everybody's telling you, you know, you got to think about the future, what do you kind of want to do, you know, and then that's how you plan, you know, your high school classes and obviously going to school for post-secondary. And there was nothing I really liked other than sports. And Unfortunately, I wasn't good enough to play it professionally to make money. So that was always kind of my idea to stay close to sports was if I can't play them, I might as well get paid to talk about them. So that was really my only my only real plan growing up. And that's what I'm working on now. Okay. Can you tell us um, where you are from? Where did you grow up? So I'm from Athabasca, Alberta. I know a lot of people around here know it, but when I went to school in Edmonton at Nate, not a lot of people knew where that was. So it's roughly two hours straight north of Edmonton on Highway 2, about three hours just over from here in Lloydminster, but northern Alberta, born and raised. Were you familiar with Lloydminster as a kid? Sorry, what was that? Were you familiar with Lloydminster as a kid? No, actually, before I moved here, I don't think I'd ever stepped foot in the town until I moved here for my internship after school and obviously stayed here, but knew nothing about Lloydminster other than it was an oil town and, and a border city. We played them, I think, once or twice in hockey growing up, but yeah, I had never stepped foot, had no idea what it looked like and pleased to say I enjoy it so far. What was school like for you when you were younger? Uh, yeah, I think it was pretty typical. I mean, I wasn't the biggest student I didn't like doing the homework or anything like that but it was it was pretty typical in the sense that it's a means to an end right and and obviously very important to get me to where I am now so I had a ton of fun though you know hanging out with with the buddies is really the one thing I do remember whether it was at school and hockey and everything so it's not so much the classwork I remember but the whole growing up and just being able to kind of hang out and kill some time with friends is, is what I'll take from that did you play any school sports no school sports since everything like with hockey and baseball is outside the school. So I wasn't a school athlete. It was, it was always hockey and baseball for me. So outside the school realm, but big sports guy growing up. What specifically do you remember about grade seven, your grade seven experience? 
actually the funny thing about grade seven for me that I, that I remember the most is the fact that my dad taught me, my dad has been a junior high teacher now, but for the longest time until the schools changed back home in Athabasca, he was always a grade seven teacher. And so I would actually took French immersion growing up until grade nine. So I never thought I would have him as a teacher, but then that grade seven year, he took over teaching English to the French kids. So I had my dad as a teacher for the first time. So that was a little weird, but I thought it was pretty good. He was definitely, I think, a little tougher on me than most other teachers were and maybe than on the other kids in my class. But uh, it was a ton of fun and kind of a neat experience, not something I, I think I'd want to do more than once. But that, that's the one thing I do remember about grade seven is just having him teach me, which was interesting. But like I say, a pr pretty fun experience. I'm going to have Jackson come up and ask you a couple questions. Um, hello. Hey. Uh, what's it like behind the scenes? Is it complicated at all? Uh, some days. I think the, the one thing you find out about news and everything is it's a bit hectic behind the scenes, like you say, and then it's kind of kind of like a duck. You know, you look smooth on top, but the legs are just paddling underneath because once you do get to the show, everything is primed and ready. But some days for sure can be hectic depending on if something comes in very late in terms of a news story before the deadline and you have to rush to get it to air. Uh, I know one time we had this, there's the court case here two years ago, I believe now with Husky and, and the, uh, the leakage into the North Saskatchewan river, they were in court. And so it took them forever to get a decision. So we had one reporter going down there and covering council the entire day. And then he came back and wrote a story at lunch before they had actually made a decision. He and I went back and I was the cameraman and because cameras aren't allowed in the courtroom. I had to sit outside with the other camera guys and we just kind of hung out until finally the decision came about an hour before the entire, the, the cast was supposed to go to air. So we had to go and record a standup. We had to go back. I helped him edit the package. He had already wrote it. He had to do the VO and get everything in touch. So it, it can be pretty hectic behind the scenes. That's not normally like that, but it's definitely kind of fun when it is put, to put a little bit of pressure on. Okay. Thank you. If someone were if someone were to write a book about you, what would a good title be? Yeah, I don't know anyone who would want to write a book about me. It might be more of a pamphlet at this point, but uh, maybe right place, right time or, or good timing would be it. I think of any kind of big moment in my life or fun moment. Uh, when I was at school at the Northern Alberta Institute of Technology, I was the sports reporter one week and that was the week the Great Cup was in town. So I'm sitting there on the sideline of the field house with all these reporters that I looked up to. Matthew Shinetti is walking down the sideline, rocking a three-piece suit. I have Arash Madani and Travis Lule doing live hits for Sportsnet Connected a couple feet from me. I'm talking with guys like Bo Levi Mitchell. So I think just good timing overall, and that leads into my job here. I was lucky enough to intern here, and at the time we went through a lot of changes. I think three people either moved on or left the station at that time near the end of my practicum. So that's how I was hired here. So at this point, I think it would be something like good timing, but that'll probably change in the future. I mean, I'm only 21. It's a little early to be looking at any book deals yet. Can you tell us about an experience when you felt, when you felt nervous or apprehensive, but you chose to participate and gave you your best effort? Yeah, I think uh, the first time I was live on air, my first actual role I was hired into here in Lloydminster was as the live reporter and you know, that's the one thing I think that scares everybody, whether you're talking in front of a group of people live or into a camera and no script in front of you, you have to do a 30 second stand up and talk about what you're saying. And it was brutal. You can find that one on YouTube. It's not great, but I was, I was super nervous. And I think the big thing is just, you know, 
push through it because once you break that first barrier, it's going to be smoother sailing ahead and you're not going to be great the first time, right? Like I say, mine was absolutely horrible and there's video proof of that, unfortunately, but it's something you're going to improve on. And now I don't really get too nervous when it does come to live on air. But like I say, that first time is definitely a bit of a nail biting experience and it's just something you kind of got to do. And I'm, I'm glad now that I did it for sure. In your opinion, what makes someone an expert? I think just someone who's, you know, done it and kind of reached maybe the top of their field. I think you can only become an expert by gaining life experience, right? Or experience in that field. And it takes a long time to build up that experience. So I think just uh, someone who's, who's been in the field a long time, seen a lot, maybe done a few different things, you know, not necessarily confine them to one aspect of their job or, or, you know, doing a few different positions within, in my opinion, in a newsroom for my situation, right. To kind of learn every aspect, because then not only do you know how to do your job, but you know what other people either need to do or how to help them. So I think that's the big thing is just, you have to have experience if you're going to be an expert. Do you consider yourself an expert? No, not even close. <laughs> That's one thing I can say with certainty. I'm really only just over two years now into my job and there's still a lot of things that I need to know or times uh, like like you just talked about in that nervousness question where I still get nervous about, you know, whether it's a big name interview, whether it's just someone I haven't talked to before, just kind of reaching out right. So there's definitely a long way to go before I reach anywhere close to expert status. Uh, I'm gonna have Ricky come up and ask you a question. Um, my question for you is that, did you think you would do anything else as your career? Uh, there was a few times I kind of debated. Um, not too sure. I like what I'm doing now, obviously, but there, there was sometimes, you know, I, I never really considered, I think a lot of people that is, they want to do kind of what their parents do and seeing my dad be a teacher day in, day out. I knew for, for certain that I, I don't, had never any intention of becoming a teacher and I have to give your teacher props because teachers have a very tough job and they do it amazingly well. But there was a few things I kind of looked into. I always liked, you know, kind of mystery stories as a kid. So I debated being a police officer. I also liked the idea of helping people. So a firefighter was in there too. But at this point there, there was no real, real uh, doubt in my mind what I really wanted to do. That was just kind of maybe a potential backup option or at least prepare myself if I had to do something like that. Okay, thank you. What's your future goal? What's your dream job? Uh, dream job. I always loved watching sports centers. A kid, Jay and Dan were two of my favorites. Unfortunate that they had to break up the band here recently, but those are the guys I modeled kind of what I want to do after it just looked like they were having a ton of fun there reading the highlights every morning adding some comedy to the whole deal. So that was kind of my end goal still is my end goal is to be sports center, but something in sports, I love TSN. I would love to cover, you know, hockey, whether it's, you know, a regional reporter something like that. I also like baseball too, or football. So something in the sports world that kind of that higher network like TSN is the end goal at this point. Have there been times where, that you felt discouraged as a sportscaster? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's a tough business to be in. I think anyone will tell you that right off the bat. And there's times now where you've applied for jobs and you don't get them or you have a good interview when something comes up or just stories don't work out in general in your day-to-day -day aspect, right? And you got to push through it. And so the discouragement's going to happen. It's just really, in my opinion, how you kind of bounce back from it or how you take that, you learn from it and you move it to next time. So you don't be discouraged the next time, really.
What made you want to keep going in your career? Sorry, what was that? What made you want to keep going in your career? Uh, I think just, again, this has been my goal since I was, I think about your age actually is when I kind of started thinking about what I wanted to do and that was really it. And so I, I still don't have really any intentions. I know that last question asked me if I had any ideas of possible other careers, but those were always have been and still are on the back burner. So I think it's about finding what you want, what you love to do and, and keep chasing that. And it's all about the journey, right? And so still on the journey right now, but have no intention of strength from the path, I guess, is a, is a decent way to put it. What do you think failure has to do with success? Also, when did you fail and how did it help you? Yeah, well, I, I think failure is huge in, into being successful. I believe the simplified version that my mom always told me as a kid is you only learn by making mistakes, right? And what's failure if not a mistake? And I didn't understand why as a kid, like, can you not just skip that step and go to the successful part right there? But it's so true. There's times, you know, where, whether it's with a camera malfunction, something like that, you know, a stand-up doesn't work out. A story could have been a little bit better here or there. And you take that and you think, okay, critically look at what you've done and Hey, this will improve later on. Right. And this is what'll help you down the line to become successful because you'll know what to do later on. And it helps kind of shape you moving forward. Uh, as far as failure goes, there's been a few times where I think just kind of what I said, you know, you have a, a bad shoot, you know, the audio doesn't turn out on your on your camera that well, a story doesn't do what you want to do, you couldn't get the interviews right. And I think it's just taking each piece, finding out what didn't work and how you're going to improve next time. Or if this problem does come up again, you fix it for next time. That's happened so many times in the in the near past here and is going to happen in the future too. And I think that's the big thing is take these, these failing moments as a teaching moment and move forward with that. Well, I'm going to have Ryan come up and ask you a question. Hi. Hey. What is your most favorite sport to talk about on the news? Uh, sorry, did you say my favorite sport? To talk about. Yeah, my, my favorite sport, I believe, is, is probably hockey. I've got a few, football and baseball, I'm big fans of too. But I think hockey, you know, Canada, that's what everybody wanted to be, right, was playing hockey growing up. That's what I did. And so love talking hockey. I'm a big Flames fan. So I know I'm in enemy territory here, but I, I do love to talk any of the Alberta teams and, you know, what's happening and how bad the Flames are doing at present. Thanks. Uh, did you do any sportcasting or journalism as a kid? Can you tell us about that? Sorry, what was the first part of that question? Uh, did you do any sportscasting or journalism as a kid? Uh, no, actually, I really didn't. You know, I just kind of follow the sports, right? But I think that's one thing if I could go back and do it all over again, you know, either just to get some experience, whether that's going to be tweeting a blog to kind of improve your writing skills or like you guys are doing here with a podcast, just get yourself talking and hey, you may not sound great the first time. I know I definitely didn't, but that's something you can just kind of practice hone and you look back at what you did. And again, what worked, what didn't, what would you improve on the next time? So that's definitely one thing I would do if I was younger was do some form of sports casting because I was a little late to the gun when you look at guys who are, are working on this even before I get into post-secondary. Can you tell us about someone you looked up to when you were younger? 
Yeah, I think uh, right off the bat there, uh, when I was looking in, in as far as the sportscaster realm, Jay and Dan, those were those were my guys growing up. I remember being young before they went off to the United States, and especially in the summers because you're not doing anything in the morning, right? And they're on the morning loop, and that's all I would do is watch Jay and Dan, and especially too for me, Jay Onright is actually from my hometown of Athabasca, so that was just kind of a a cool connection when you are watching those guys and just the different style they brought to sports casting. It wasn't so much, you know, just the cut and dried. This is your highlight. Here it is. Roll the package. They had some comedy. Jay dressing up as the Phantom of the opera was, you know, mind boggling to me. And I thought so funny at the time. So those were guys that I wanted to be and were the reason that I wanted to do sports casting because after seeing that, all I wanted to do was host the highlights on sports center. At this time, I'm going to open up the mic for anyone to ask any questions that they might have. And I just make this just wait until everybody's up and stops moving. Go for it. Hi, my name is Blake, and I was wondering why did you want to be a reporter? Uh, actually, I didn't want to be a reporter. I, like I said, you know, when you're a kid, all you think is A to B, and I'm going to be from here to on the desk at Sports Center. But the one thing I think you'll find in this industry for sure, it's really important, especially now when jobs are getting cut and stuff is always shifting more to online content creation. You have to learn every aspect of the job, and that's key here. And the one thing I will say about being a reporter that I did not expect to like as a guy who was never really interested in news at all growing up is it's really cool to be able to tell someone's story, you know, and and be able to put into their words onto film and into a picture and a story format and just trying to really do it justice, I think, is the big thing is always do whoever has given you the time and effort to allow you to tell their stories is put that effort back and show it in the final product. So I think that's really the coolest thing for me about being a reporter is just being able to tell so many different stories on a day-to-day basis. Uh, what is your favorite part? My favorite part of the job? Yeah. Uh, you know, this is going to sound bad as a talent guy, but I like being on air. You know, I think that's the most fun, you know, when you get that countdown in your ear and you're about to go live. And I said before, I get to anchor the weather occasionally. And I find that fun because it gets you out of the monotony of news, which at this point in time can be a little down and depressing, but you get to bring some fun, some pizzazz, talk about the weather and add your own bit of spark to it is, is my favorite part of the job. Okay, thanks for answering my question. Yes, thank you. Um, hello. Uh, my hey. question, who is someone you want to interview? Someone I want to interview. There, there's a lot. I mean, if we're going to go, you know, big name far into the future, I would love to actually talk to to Jay Onright. I had the, the pleasure of meeting him once, but like I say, been one of a, a hero of mine. There, there's a few broadcasters just in general who I really do enjoy. I think Gus Johnson, who does play-by-play for football on Fox, he'd be fun to interview. I love his personality on the game, but there's a ton of people. Uh, I'm trying to think here in Lloyd Minster, kind of more local, who I'd be interested in interviewing, but I've I've done a lot so far. You know, I'm in council every week doing the mayor. There's a few guys in the sports world. Actually, Ty Smith, that'd be a cool one. I know my coworker, Evan Kenny, he's done some interviews with him, but he'd be cool because he's lighting it up right now as a rookie for New Jersey. Okay, thank you. Hi, my name is Elizabeth, and my question is, what is your least favorite sport? Least favorite sport? Uh, hmm. 
I don't want to insure anybody if they're fans of it, but it's got to be soccer. I mean, we always make fun of it all the time. I, I like women's soccer, actually, especially the Women's World Cup because Canada's good right now. But the men, I just think, you know, the diving, I, I don't like the diving at all. But so I'm not going to say there's a least favorite, but if I was going to lean towards one that I wouldn't watch if it was on TV, it's probably soccer. Okay, thank you. Hi again. Um, my question is, have you ever been to the NHL game? Yeah, actually, I <laughs> funny story here. Uh, just over a year ago would have been my last NHL game, and that was the Edmonton Oilers and the Winnipeg Jets, and that was roughly a week or two before everything shut down. So me and my dad drove into the city, saw them, and and the bad thing was is my younger sister, my dad, I got tickets to two games. So he's going to take me to one, my sister to one at the end of March, and that was actually going to be her first NHL game. And that still hasn't happened yet with the pandemic, but so tough for her. But I've been to, I want to say five or six probably NHL games. Don't go a ton, but always love to see hockey live. Thanks. Hello. Um, what's a B-roll? Sorry, what's B-roll? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, B-roll is, is, sorry, that I should have explained that more earlier, but that's uh, that's a term we use in our industry, and that's just uh, footage that doesn't have any sound up. So that's basically, you'll hear a reporter talking in a story, and there'll be footage playing over top with, with no sound. So we call that B-roll, and what we call A-roll is the actual sound on a tape. So when you're doing an interview, and you put a guy's interview in a story, that's A-roll. The B-roll is just your cover footage. So for hockey or something, it'd be if McDavid goes down the ice, scores a beautiful goal, on the highlight pack that's b-roll okay thank you hi i'm maddox and my question is what is your favorite hockey player favorite hockey player uh, all time has to be jerome ginla you know as a flames fan not a lot of guys to cheer for the past 15 or so years uh now i i like mark giordano i just like the solid game he plays so either him or matthew kitchuk i know oilers fans won't like that one but I love the fact he riles guys up. Bit of a down season this year, but love the way he plays. Thanks. To watch is actually football. Uh, hockey, I only really care unless yeah. it's playoffs or if the Flames are playing. But football, I watch any team, any day. You know, all day Sunday, my, my schedule is basically devoted to football, which probably isn't very productive. But I, I just love football. Something about it. Thanks. Um, hi, I'm Regan, and my question is, where did you go to college or university? Yeah, so I attended straight out of high school. I went to Nate, the Northern Alberta Institute of Technology. I took their radio and television broadcast program on the television side. So we did a little bit of radio and TV that first semester, then kind of pinpointed and streamlined into TV the last two semesters. So I did a semester, sorry, three semesters there. And my fourth semester, my last semester of the program was a practicum here in Lloydminster. And like I said earlier, got lucky enough to be hired on and haven't looked back. Thank you. Thank you for coming, Eric. I hope you have an awesome rest of your day. You learned a lot about sportscasting. Thank you to my classmates for the questions and thank you listeners. Have a great day. Stay tuned for the next episode. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode while Blake talks to a lawyer.
We'd love to hear from you. Send your questions, show ideas, or any other feedback to talkingtoexperts at gmail.com.